Daniel chapter 3, verse 16 through 18 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us out of the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. For the next few minutes, I'd like to preach you on let it be known. Let it be known, and you may be seated. So, in that opening text, we, we know the story of the three Hebrew boys where King Nebuchadnezzar, he made this golden image, this statue. And he has all the high ups, all the high positions, the, the princes, the presidents, the governors, the counselors, the high priests. And all these people that sat under him to come and they, they gazed upon this statue. And so they, they said, you need to make a decree. You need to have people that, to worship this statue. So he, he made this decree where the music, when it was played, the people would worship. They would bow to this statue. And one day when the, the music was played, that he heard about these three boys that did not bow like the rest did. And so they come, he, he brings them to him and they come before the king, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he says, listen, I don't know, I don't know why you didn't. Maybe you didn't understand this decree, this law that I brought forth. But let me, let me tell you about it here for a minute. It's, this, it's the, this decree that when the music's played, you're supposed to bow to this statue that I had made. I mean, it's a nice statue. It was made exactly the way I wanted it. It was made in the exact spec, and it was made out of things that only a king could afford. And so when the music is played, I'm giving you one more chance to worship this statue. And if not, then you're going to be thrown into the fiery furnace. And like the opening text that we read, it said that they were not careful in the manner of how they answered. But it says that, the, that they are not going to serve this statue. That they are not going to serve this statue that had no power. It had no authority. But they were going to serve the God that could either deliver them out of the fiery furnace or he wasn't. But they were saying that we are going to serve the king of kings and the lord of lords so the, the the king got upset he he said all right well we're turning this fiery furnace up seven times and you're going to be thrown in it and it says that it was so hot that those that threw the three hebrew boys in died because of how great the heat was and later on the king comes to the fiery furnace and he thinks that he's going to see nothing but piles of ashes but when he gets there he sees that the three hebrew boys are still alive but he also sees a fourth, and he looks over at one of the servants and says, I thought we threw three in there, but he said, we did, O king. He says, then why do I see a fourth, and why does it look like the Son of God? He calls the three Hebrew boys out. Their hair wasn't singed. Their clothes weren't burnt. Their skin wasn't melted. They didn't smell like ash and smoke, but they came out just the way they went in. And when they came out, he said, where's the fourth? And they said, it was just us in there, king. And so he said, from this point forward, we're serving the Lord that you serve because there's no possible way that you should have survived those the heat from that fire but he did so we're going to serve him and a couple chapters later we look at Daniel Daniel in the lines in chapter 6 it says that the people the, the the princes and the presidents did not like Daniel because Daniel was like the, the, the king Darius's right hand man he loved him over all the rest and so they made this law they, or they made this decree that the king uh, agreed to that was if, if you petition God for, th for anything for 30 days then 
you were going to be thrown into the lion's den. And so when Daniel heard about this, he didn't stop. He didn't quit. But he went back to his house and still worshiped God. And it says that they went, they took him to the king, and they said, King, do you remember that decree that you, that you legalized, that you agreed to? That in, for 30 days, you cannot petition any god of any sort. And the king said, I did. And they brought Daniel before him and said, well, this man right here, he has done this. He has broken your law. And it says that the king mourned. He was sorrowful for agreeing to this law. But he upheld the law nonetheless. And they threw Daniel into the lion's den. And when they threw him in, the king said that the Lord is going to keep you, Daniel. He's going to protect you. And all that night he mourned and he was fasting over Daniel. And in the morning he ran and he saw if Daniel was alive. And he yelled in, Daniel, Daniel, are you alive, Daniel? And, the, and Daniel shouted back, I am. Because God has sent angels into the lion's den to shut the mouths. They did not hurt me. They did not eat me. They did not kill me. But I'm still alive. And when they came out, those that went against Daniel, they threw, the king threw them in. But not only them, but their wives and also their children. But he said, Daniel from this point forward we're serving your God because God and God sent angels into the fiery furnace and he sent angels to shut the mouths of the lions God is not going to allow his children of God to die he is not going to allow those that will stand for him perish in the storm but he's saying hey if you stick with me I'm going to stick with you if you believe in me I'm going to help you draw nigh to me and I'll draw nigh to you it's been too long that the devil has whispered in our ears saying that you are defeated because God has not answered your prayer yet. He has not healed your body. He has not touched your financial situation. But God's saying, just lean on me. Trust in me. And I'm going to see you through it. It does. There's no explanation to why you're so far in debt, but all of a sudden, there's a report that comes out that says everything's been paid. You don't owe a thing. And you go to the doctor after you've been caused with sickness, but the doctor says, I don't know how, and I don't know what happened, but when you came before, you were sick, but now you are healed. Why? It's because we have a God that can do all things. We have a God that went, and he took the keys to death, hell, and the grave. There is none that can stand before him. There is none that can prosper against him, but we serve the almighty God that created all things. God wants to use you. God wants you to work miracles. God wants you to win the loss. He wants you to change your area. He wants you to turn your neighborhood upside down. He wants you to give Bible studies. He wants you to pray people through to the Holy Ghost. But in all things, He wants you to be used in this last day revival. In Matthew 5, 14 through 16, it says, Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it underneath a bush but on a candlestick and it giveth light unto all that are in the house ye are the light of the world or you are the light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven when you look at Daniel and you look at the three Hebrew boys they stood for what was right they stood for God and when they were the example they were supposed to be dead they were supposed to be defeated but God did not allow it to happen because he says I'm using you as an example to show my power, to show my mercy, to show my grace. 
They faced an adversary that was far greater than them by themselves, but they had one, an ally that was on their side that, uh, that took care of the adversary that was against them. Let it be known this day that we are not going to sell out our doctrine just because we are outnumbered, it seems like, in number, but we have a God that none can stand before Him, that none can prosper against Him. We are not going to turn away from God, and we are not going to give up our walk with God just because we feel a little uncomfortable, just because the adversary pushes us a little bit, but just know that the world has never needed more faithful and more strong apostolics in this world than ever before. And Elijah, and I'm finishing with this, but Elijah facing the prophets of Baal. He allowed the prophets of Baal to go first, and, and they, they went from morning till noon. They were, they were standing on the altar. They were jumping. They were shouting. They were cutting themselves. They were acting crazy. But when it was finally Elijah's turn, all he did was just call on the Lord. And fire fell from heaven, and it consumed the sacrifice, it consumed the wood, it consumed the rocks, and even the water that was poured all over, this, all over the altar. Because God saw his faithfulness to him. He was saying, it doesn't matter how many prophets stand against me. They're not going to change my view of God. They're not going to change my aspect of what God is and who God is. And we need to be that way today. It doesn't matter what stands before us. But if we stay faithful to God, he's going to see us through those situations. He's going to see us in the valleys and he's going to see us on the mountaintops. But we just need to say, Lord, I am faithful to you. I love you. He's never lost the battle. He's never been defeated. But if we can stand here this morning and we can cry out today, can we make a decree today that we're going to serve God no matter what? We're going to serve the Lord through any situation, through any valley right now. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Lord, we praise you. We magnify you. Thank you for your faithfulness to us, Lord, in the name of Jesus.